Hi everyone. I'm really excited today to interview Mr. Thomas and we will be talking about lighting aspects in our architectural design and his work and research till date. So, Mr. Thomas, thanks a lot for your valuable time for this interview. Thank you very much for having you there for the interview. So, Mr. Thomas, could you tell about yourself, your background and your work? Yes, of course. So I'm based in Germany in the area of Cologne, one hour away there. And I'm studied architecture at the Darmstadt University of Technology, which is uh, half an hour away from Frankfurt in Germany. And there I was kind of very fortunate to have very good teachers. We have guest professors, which did courses on lighting, on photography. And I was a student research assistant at the department for building technology. And there I had the first opportunities to get a little bit more into the field of architectural lighting to understand how to create lighting concepts. And after my studies, I did an internship at the Lumina manufacturer Airco in their US office, very close to Manhattan. And there I added some kind of technical knowledge. So to understand the theory, the basic design concepts, and then adding uh, the technical knowledge. And after that, I started at the Airco headquarters in Germany. And there I'm working in the marketing department and I'm involved in the deck communication. That means explaining lighting design in printed media, websites, social media, uh, offering workshops. And then I um, added um, and I was more interested in lighting design and more the theory and perception and the meaning. And for that reason, I started uh, a doctoral thesis and uh, worked on the topic on how light could be used for brand communication. And in addition, what I'm doing at the moment is um, teaching a lighting course at the Wuppertal University. And this starts very soon as well. And like you mentioned, um, I'm a guest editor at Art Daily for a column called Light Matters. Uh, if you can name one book or experience which had a great impact on your career, what would that be? It's a book from an American architect. His name is Henry Plummer and he observed daylight. And I really love a lot of his books. He has published several of them. And I like his book, Masters of Light, where he describes a couple of architects like Alva Alto, Tadao Ando and other great architects and how they dealt with light. And he created wonderful images taking the, the right moments where you would find grazing light on concrete walls, where you would have diffuse light of Japanese architects. So it really sharpens your mind for daylight. And he has a wonderful way of describing lighting. So just to read it, you get a very clear and vivid understanding of the various aspects of daylight. And this is why I like this book so much. I see. And how it shaped you in your career? It helped me um, to understand light in a better way. The different facets which are there, it's about the meaning, how it changed the atmosphere. It's not the technologic, technologic, um, technological approach. It's really about the atmosphere which it could generate. And this fascinates me and I dived more into this field in my 
within my doctoral thesis and I use these books uh, for my lighting courses with universities, with students, sharing inspiration about how he's talking and writing about lighting design. Hmm. Yeah. And would you like to share about your favorite building till date and what do you like the most about that building? Of course, there are a lot of interesting buildings in the world uh, from various architects, either older ones or new ones. So uh, one building which is close by and is really uh, remarkable is the Columba Museum by the Swiss architect Peter Sumtor. And he combined an old church, multiple old churches, because it's a very historical place. And you could find these different layers of history in there. And then he put on a museum with a very nice detailing of um, details from the wall to the ceiling, to the floor. Very nice work on materials, leather curtains, the rails, um, when you walk, for example, working a lot with bricks and wonderful arrangement of window, windows where you could take a look at the Cologne Cathedral, for example, and thereby it's a very nice combination of daylight and artificial lighting with a very sophisticated concept to integrate the lighting in the oval architecture. That's the reason why I like the Columba Museum very much and go there from time to time. And they have, in addition, very good exhibitions, very well curated exhibitions in this building. I see. And uh, what do you think how the travel and experience of different buildings uh, impacted your architectural lighting philosophy? It's just very enriching because you get many new ideas and it keeps you awake to see what is possible from a technical point, uh, what kind of contrast is there? Sometimes even uh, if you encounter kind of challenges, you know what to avoid and how to make it in a different way and how, what works in an urban scale or in a smaller scale. So it's really, uh, traveling is something really very interesting for me for inspiration there. Mm -hmm. And can you share any role model who had a huge impact in your career? There were many people uh, in my environment which became really some kind of interesting mentors for me. So first there is um, Klaus Jungmark, who is a former CEO of the aluminum manufacturer Erko. And his way of talking and thinking about lighting, not about quantities, but really about the quality. And he just said, uh, light is a fourth dimension of architecture. And with this kind of um, thinking perspective, he opened a complete new world to, uh, for me to understand lighting, to see the differences in different cultures and to see the very individual approaches of how could art influence culture and technology. So um, this is a very um, interesting person. Then there's, for example, Susanne Seitinger, a former PhD student at the MIT, where had very interesting discussions about media facades and urban lighting. And um, in Germany, for example, there's um, Kai Schuster, a professor at the University of Applied Sciences in Darmstadt, he had a focus on architecture and psychology. So it's again about the atmosphere and he helped me a lot for my doctoral thesis about the interdisciplinary view 
and how to approach such a complex topic if you have visual aspects, technical aspects, psychological aspects, marketing aspects and how to bring this really together. So these are uh, three people which were kind of influential for my way of thinking in my professional environment. Mm -hmm. And oh, what was the biggest challenge in your doctoral thesis? Well, the biggest challenge in my doctoral thesis was actually that it was interdisciplinary because it has something to do when I worked on the topic lighting for brand communication. It has first, first lighting, there's a technical part, there's design part, and then there's aspect of marketing, there's branding. And it was, it's kind of difficult to find the right mentors for, for this kind of thesis because they are specialists in their own fields, but they sometimes um, hesitate to give comments for marketing and the marketing person is not so much familiar with lighting design and he can just talk about his field. But bringing everything together, this was really a challenge and there Kai to helped me a lot and supported me in the way to approach these kind of topics and to discuss all of this and not just putting a very narrow technical view to the thesis. Could you tell about your publication and projects? Yes, for sure. So one, uh, project one publication is a book light perspectives which was created uh, with an echo i collaborated with my colleague martin krauter and we talked about architectural lighting and it was quite a challenge to find the right concept because there's so many books already in the market on architectural lighting some more technical and each has its own focus and our idea was to think that there are always kind of two dimensions so it's bright and dark both worlds are kind of okay and you have to balance them in the right way for the one project it could be brighter the other is more maybe darker but each atmosphere has its own qualities or warm and cold for example and then we added a spatial dimension talking about white spaces closed spaces vertical spaces horizontal spaces uh, um, surfaces in the architecture, how you would link them. And then there was a conceptual dimension about thinking architecture versus theater. How do you balance these kinds of aspects? There's a function and there's drama in some specific applications. And all these three dimensions were put together. So this was the book um, Light Perspectives. Later on, I was thinking more about an urban dimension in collaboration with Davina Jackson as an editor. I had the opportunity to contribute to the book Superlux, where I wrote a chapter about media facades, their role for branding, and how it influenced the urban design. And of course, like you mentioned, uh, writing on a regular basis for Art Daily with various aspects about sustainability, about daylight, sometimes it's focused on architects like Norman Foster, Zahadid, Corbusier, Tada Ando. And sometimes I'm taking a look more on technical aspects like, for example, drones, how could drone symphonies in the air at the night create new images to avoid, for example, fireworks or to come up with new scenographies, or maybe how satellite images could help us to understand urban lighting and light pollution in a better way.
And then if I'm more interested in details, I'm going into publications for journal papers like about light and semiotics to understand and to explain the meaning of lighting. So this is a brief overview of my various publications I did. That when did you decide that you should write a book about it and how much time you took for that? It was more opening opportunities. Er and Erko had an anniversary, the 75th anniversary, and they were looking for future-orientated book and not to write about the history of the company, but more to give um, to create a study book for designers so that they benefit in the long term about this book. And this was one opportunity. The other time, Davina Jackson approached me because she heard about my studies about media facades, and then this is getting more involved and working on a collaboration of projects. It's more difficult to start your own project, uh, your own individual book project, which might ho hopefully become successful. I see. And uh, what was the duration for, uh, in order to write all the content for this book? So the book uh, Light Perspectives it took about two and a half years, and it was a very intense process for starting the concept, the chapters, to create them, a structure within the chapters. And then it was about the detailing. It was about the visuals where we collaborated with a, a very knowledgeable CGI specialist, Axel Gross, uh, based in Berlin, to find the right visual language, which is long lasting. So if you even take a look now after almost 10 years at this book, it should be still attractive. And this is one quality and Mariko Takagi, a graphic designer, uh, was in charge of the graphic designer and she did a very excellent work on a very um, good layout for the complete book there for timeless ex uh, experience. And it should be a book which is within the corporate design of the company. So it has to do full um, different requirements to continue our line of books from the Echo company and then being very interested and attractive for learning light and to understand the different chapters. Mr. Thomas, uh, can you share what were the challenges faced by you in your career and uh, how did you resolve it? Yes, one challenge uh, was really the book Light Perspectives to have so many ideas and really to reduce it and to discuss with colleagues um, what should be the key point of a specific chapter and then discussing this in an editorial board with other people who have a specific view about uh, the message of a chapter uh, then discussing this with lighting specialists with lighting technology specialists to figuring out and to bring this together in a very good way that people who are not so familiar with um, lighting design could understand this and thinking about graphics with a graphical style which makes it easy to understand working with some kind of pictograms very reduced graphics to make it easy that you go flip through the book and you find the right chapter the right information there and so this was um, solved by collaboration and um, yes, this was a major challenge within my professional career working on this book there. <laughs> I see. And uh, when you start your project or in your past work, what intention do you set for that? And what do you expect the readers to uh, learn from those uh, work? 
it should be some kind of inspiration in a very wide field uh, to get an understanding how light could be, for example, the fourth dimension of architecture, to think how you could interpret architecture in different ways with lighting. That there are many ways, either if you have a focused light or a very diffuse light or a combination of this, thinking in different scenarios from the morning to the evening and thereby, thereby creating a, a better quality to architecture and um, giving them some insights about how they could contribute to a very sustainable solution. So it's an awareness uh, in addition for different technological developments which are on the market to keep track of them to understand how they have an effect on the actual lighting design in the city when you create a specific lighting in a building and the effect vice versa there. And showing the combination of daylight and illumination. So very often the one engineer just maybe focuses on illumination, but then you forgot that architecturally starts with daylight in the beginning. And very often in the universities, students don't find so much time to get information about how you use daylight as an element to render architecture in a beautiful way so that you could benefit in an interior space from this. Yeah, and uh, what is one thing uh, that upsets you about the way people treat architectural lighting in their design? I think very often lighting design is discussed just in, uh, in quantities, not in the quality of light. So there are many uh, regulations in the lighting world where you need to fulfill specific standards. For example, for office lighting, we're discussing 500 lux uh, on the desktop for working. But we see those guidelines were written in a time where we worked on paper files, for example. Today we have luminous screens and we can even switch off the lighting and could actually work with our luminous keyboard, have our vertical screen there. And so we nearly read, nearly read to rethink this kind of way. And I think for the um, growing sustainability discussion, this is a really intense challenge to solve this, how we could work on more efficient um, lighting solutions for our current office environment, which has self-luminous screens and does not really need conventional desktop lighting, which is such an amount of light there anymore. So this is something what I uh, would like to discuss and which I address very often in workshops and lectures. And to you, what are the emerging trends in architectural lighting? There are trends on different uh, levels. The one is definitely technology, LED technology getting um, more efficient. Um, the lifetime is very long, and but it's not only the LED, it's how it's integrated into a network. And I think this is uh, where you see the most intense developments that you have software apps where you bring a lot of fixtures together which could talk to each other and uh, at least sending data there and you can communicate there a lot and this makes it easier to install an existing building new infrastructure for example the other one is of course a trend um, sustainability to to use daylight in a smart way very often we see skyscrapers which has have so much glass out there 
and people have problems with glare. The building is heating up with the sunlight, especially if you look to Middle East. There are a lot of glass sculptures that just warm up and the question is, is there something more sustainable from a holistic point of view? And it's the discussion about um, dark sky, avoiding light pollution there, especially for urban lighting to uh, concentrate the lighting where you actually need it. And we have today a very sophisticated system of automotive lighting and thereby the former street lighting does not need to be so powerful very often. So these are opportunities where you could work on smarter solutions and reduce the overall light levels there. And another trend is from a design point, things get smaller luminaires get smaller and they're very powerful and this is an opportunity for architects interior designers to integrate it into the architecture in very sophisticated ways. and so i think these are the main trends of technology sustainability and design with miniaturization could you share what are the methods do you use to fuel your creativity in what ways do you blend technical and creative aspects of your work? So I would just recommend openness, looking around, following trends, and maybe not only in the pure field of architecture, sometimes it could be looking to sports where you would see a luminous basketball field that turns into a dynamic stage due to projections, and you could transfer this concept to buildings, for example, to exhibition designs, or you could uh, look to the health sector today where you see with the corona pandemics that there are symbolic illuminations of buildings or there are concerts on balconies with flashing lights from neighbors and there you could think how do you create on a, on a very basic level you connect people together and create a new event uh, raising awareness and saying gratitude for example to your neighbors and to your healthcare workers in the environment so it, it's really being open following trends developments um, discussions ted talks and arc daily is a wonderful platform to keep track of all the aspects on an urban level and on material details there and software for example or uh, book recommendations that's just wonderful Collaboration is really very important. At ECHO, it's really um, on a regular basis meeting with graphic designers to find the right language of visuals. For example, um, Simona Heinzer is an excellent uh, designer who knows how people look there, what they need, would like to understand and how you should create a clear speaking um, information graphics, for example. And then there's uh, ongoing discussions with our product designers like Hank Kosher, for example, to understand the system of the design, the long-term roadmap and how it integrates there. And then from time to time, it's dialogues with lighting designers like Volker von Kardorf or other designers to understand their needs for a specific situation and sharing trends and what can one contribute there as a technical answer, for example, or as a design solution. And it's a, in the academic field, it's the same, reaching out to experts, for example, for my current studies about media facets in China, based in Europe or in Germany here, I can't understand all the details there and the history. So for that reason, I interviewed many peoples from Asia to understand how they would evaluate a specific situation. 
and then they have the internal view and then of course there might be some restriction in China so you need to speak to people outside China but they don't have a very sometimes not a good understanding about China so you need to mix both views there to come up with an overall solution about what the current trends are and how it could influence our environment uh, my next question is what is the best advice you have received till date and what uh, advice would you give to your past self or students and architects so um i have two people in mind which gave interesting interesting advices to me so the one teacher is from my school dr hermann who was a very knowledgeable person about german um then philosophy religion and he always said please ask questions to understand and to see the larger image there and to evaluate the relevance there and check the sources if they are reliable and i think this is really a crucial point which i took there for my research and then there's um the pro professor from our architecture faculty uh Pitzinger based in Düsseldorf and he said uh, when I started think about 10 alternatives for your concept select the best one and then go on go for details create 10 details for a solution pick out the best one and then go on so thinking about alternatives and really thinking is one or the other better or maybe a combination of two alternatives and so this strategy was really helpful for me for um writing books for design issues and solving other questions there. What is one thing uh, you would do first after the pandemic ends? I think it's going out and visiting interesting exhibitions. So going out to museums, uh, theater performances. So this would be something I really miss. And of course, traveling is something which I miss there as well. Which city uh, would you recommend student or professional to travel if they want to get inspired for from architectural lighting? For architectural lighting, oh, that's a very good question. There are so many cities. So, um, innovative concepts come very often, maybe in larger cities. It could be even in smaller cities, and it's just looking around for interesting solution. So it could be Hamburg, it could be Berlin. it could be um new york it could be sydney for example so each city has its own good designs there and there are lighting associations available you can look for specific designers where they realize something and uh, pick out a very interesting project from time to time you will find lighting design awards take a look at them and then visit them maybe go to london there frequently uh, lighting competitions and you will find a lot of very good lighting solutions for example in london as well can you recommend uh, any conference in architectural lighting which would be really useful lighting conferences yes there was recently uh, one in the netherlands professional lighting design uh, professional lighting design convention and the american lighting association ild they have their conferences called enlighten europe enlighten america so they're uh, at the moment canceled but uh, those conferences are really i'm looking for or the media architecture biennale is something when it comes to media facades so these are the kind of interesting conferences there 
and in addition there's some in uh, Mexico there as well, South America, Australian and Asia there as well. So, but these were just some main conferences. Uh, you mentioned about the uh, inspiration and working with artists from different fields apart from architecture and lighting. Can you share uh, which artist work you find inspiring? So one of my favorites when it comes to um, light art is um, James Turrell. He is a great person working on perception of light with a very sophisticated, slow moving daylight, sometimes combining there with electrical lighting. Of course, his uh, major piece is the Rodent Crater, an ongoing project. And I was fortunate to visit this one time with a student group and uh, was a teacher from the Düsseldorf University um, Eibelsharzer with a student field trip, which was just incredible to see this space, his daylight openings, how it works with the sunset. So this is just a great person. Another one is uh, Robert Wilson in theater, working magically with stage lighting. So this is just beautiful and really enjoy his place there. Or it could be thinking about movement and dance, the Netherlands Dance Theatre Deuce is creating wonderful performance. It was excellent lighting design there as well. What's coming next for you? Yes, the lighting course which starts at the uh, Wuppertal University. Um, this is really very interesting to have it now in an e-learning version uh, where I'm looking forward to take a look at different aspects about how you talk about lighting, how you visualize lighting, to create lighting concepts, to analyze current trends, for example, like media facade design in China, and creating models and mock-ups of daylight solutions. So these are, this is a course which I'm offering, which starts next week. And then uh, I'm still working on my um, analysis about media facades in China we see a large group of media facade working together, creating some kind of symphony in many different cities there. And uh, as a new phenomenon within a city. So for example, in New York, you have New York Times Square. It's very commercial. Whereas in China, you have a storytelling uh, in a different way with your local region um, environment there. So it's a different way of storytelling very often really without any commercials. So that's a kind of new phenomenon. Can our viewers follow you? Uh, check out what I'm thinking. I publish this on uh, Arc Daily. So when you take a look at the column light matters within Arc Daily, then you will keep track of my ideas and thoughts. 